serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave david and connor dave stevens david sterling connor the graduate ennis and i am tony permanenza it is uh sunday uh the day after the match against denver um so we have a lot to talk about we have that game to talk about but uh let's talk first of all about connor because connor graduated from high school right connor High school. Yes, yes, I graduated from high, high school. school. Finally, yeah. <laughs> finally, finally got that degree from high school. Finally after got numerous, that participation trophy from high school. Yeah. So that was numerous that was nice. after numerous chances. You know, yeah, he was. He no, was I got my. No, I got I got my bachelor's in marketing. Everybody, so yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been. Yeah. yeah, thanks. It's it literally just ended on Friday, so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's still kind of setting in a little bit. But I'm wow, happy. Man. No more like no more coming home and having to go straight down to the basement to do homework. And um, mm-hmm. I got to spend a lot more time with my kid now and my wife. And so it was I'm super happy about it. And, and you won't miss as many podcasts. I mean, that's, that's I won't miss as many bonus. podcasts. Yeah. That's true. Yes. I don't I don't know if you should really be on this podcast anymore. I don't know if we have a position for a marketing uh, person. On oh, I'm over. I'm overqualified then. Okay, I got you're you. overqualified. Yeah, to be in the position, uh, okay. we can't really like, you know, give you any oh, kind of raise okay. or anything. Or oh, I, that that's too bad because yeah. you know I had an offer from the Daves I know, so I don't. Oh, well, go ahead. Feel yeah. free. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Go deal yeah. with their their jackassery over there, yeah. their craziness, right. which is fine. They they've got crazy shit going on over there, which like we don't. I mean, we're yeah. all just nuts. But yeah, congratulations, Connor, on your graduation. Uh, you're having a party in April. Yep. Uh, that we're all gonna hopefully get to. I know me and my family will be there. I'm sure. And uh, Dave's gonna try to be there if he's not out of town or. It's looking. It's looking highly likely that I will be able to make it unless something there changes. You go. Very nice. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There you go. Looking forward to celebrating with you. Dude. You're going to bring awesome. Ashley along? Maybe. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Nice. Oh. Yeah. You're going to bring the dog, though. He'll bring the dog. No, you. it's not dog friendly. It's not dog friendly. Oh, awesome. Ooh, yeah. The event is not dog friendly. So that's a shame. So. No. Mm-hmm. They do have plenty of Minnesota beers, though, there, though. So, yeah. so you'll have plenty to well, choose yeah. from. Great. Uh, speaking of Minnesota beers, Dave and I stopped by Omni last week weekend uh to uh have some beers and finally get the uh beers for our for our contest winner uh so uh he'll be getting his beers shortly i'll be sending those out this week uh and hopefully he'll get those later this week and he can enjoy some beers from omni yeah i think we chose omni has great beer i think we chose a a, a variety pack so to speak three different crawlers so we did yeah yeah Yeah, we wouldn't send all the same growler i mean crawler that'd be that'd be unfair but uh yeah so there you go. Um, what else is going on here? We have Domi. It was uh, St. Patrick's Day. Okay, green, green beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I've had a green beer other than, you know, of course, on Friday at Omni. Mm-hmm. So what would they call it? Their Shamrock Brew or something like that? Yeah, something like that. It was uh, it was really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, today is a big day in the history of this podcast. Mm. Five years ago, Today, Dave and I sat down in his basement and recorded the first Lunacy podcast ever. Um, 
if you want to hear it, go ahead and take a listen. I think we talked about Toys R Us on that podcast, if I remember correctly. Yeah, porn star unboxing, I think, too, wasn't it? A porn star unboxing, yeah. The the lady who was the porn star was doing the unboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh it's been a it's been a quick five years. Holy shit. Uh all the things we've gone through. I I look at all the things we've gone through, right? We we added Dave, we added Connor, uh, we went through COVID, uh, we we switched from doing this in person to over Zoom. Uh, so now we put out more podcasts than we used to. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been nuts. So, yep. uh, yeah, five years. Holy shit. Time flies when you're having fun. Let me tell you. And, uh, Damn. Connor, do you have the uh, brewery list? The number, not the list. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I do. Let me uh, let me bring that up really quick. So, well, yeah, we'll have that total brewery. Um, numbers that we have talked about and featured yeah. on the podcast. It's quite a large number. Um, and I figured I was trying to do, uh, I was telling you guys weeks ago that I was trying to figure out how many beers we had <laughs> had um, different beers we had had on this podcast. It was completely impossible. I gave up. Yeah. Oh, but, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was well over 200 by the time I said, screw this. Um, I'm guessing it's probably in the roughly 550 to 600 range. Shit. If I had to guess. Wow. Yeah. A lot of beer. Yeah. My God. And I mean, if I mean, you think do. about it, it's really only about five beer, four beers a podcast or four beers a brewery. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. Well, and we didn't have the uh, variety that we did in the beginning i mean in the beginning we were just doing it at breweries and then once in a while we do it in like my garage or whatever but if you do it at a brewery you're only hitting one brewery right so you're only talking about that brewery now if we do it on zoom we can talk about four different breweries uh and also get breweries from around the state that connor was lucky enough when he lost his his job and got a new job that let him go over the state he was able to get more breweries from all over minnesota so that really yep. opened everything up. Yeah. You know, but and, I would uh, say um, it was a double-edged sword, or maybe that's not the quite right phrase to turn there. Um, but uh, when you went to a brewery, you got many different beers on the same podcast. Yeah. On the same yeah. episode. But now yeah. we do yeah. one beer per brewery, kind of. Mm. Um, but there's four different beers. But there were, there were episodes that I think between Didn't- the... Well, Connor, without you, between the three of us, we had somewhere in the range of like eight to ten beers because Total. we'd all have different beers. And-, and then wouldn't we, wouldn't we, you know, would we start out the podcast, of course, talking about the beer and then when we'd come out of a break, maybe, maybe and get after yeah, we we do ourselves another beer, another beer yep. to, to feature another one. So maybe yep. at a minimum, we were doing we were featuring six beers per podcast. Right. Yeah. Of course, we were only back then it was more biweekly. <sighs> Every every two weeks than uh, mm-hmm. what we're doing now during the season. So, so yeah, we've evolved a lot. Yeah, yeah, we have evolved a lot. We've we've grown up a lot. Really, no, we no, haven't no. grown up it's at probably all. Probably gotten worse, actually. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have we have a new logo. We have new intro music. You know, a lot of things have changed. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we've evolved. Yeah. yeah. While Connor is uh, looking that up, I, speaking of intro music, uh, I did want to mention. Uh, since Grand Holler is doing our intro music, 
I wanted to say that they're going to be at a bunch of places here coming up. Uh, the 23rd, they'll be at the Munger Tavern. And this is all probably up in the Duluth Superior area and maybe around that area. So I don't know if any of our listeners actually are from around there. There might be, I think there might be one fan of ours on Twitter who's around that from up there. Uh, they're at the Cedar Lounge on the 29th of April. They're at Wasso's Con- Concert Cafe on the 19th of May. And they're at Gopher Bar and Grill on the 20th of May. Uh, also, my uh, cousin's husband, Andy, who is like kind of the guy who I got involved with to get this going. He is doing this kind of this is kind of our deal, guys. He is going to be opening for Blue Volta at Duluth Cider uh, next Saturday. Oh, wow. Very nice. So, cool. Yeah, I was just up at Duluth Cider a month ago. Yeah. Nice place. So I'll be doing some solo acoustic stuff at Duluth Cider. So that's our uh, kind of our jam. So uh, great. All right. All right, guys, awesome. you ready? Go ahead, man. All right. We have, including all the out-of-state beers, uh, the Florida beers, mm-hmm. there's been one in Idaho. There's um, a couple in Wisconsin. And it looks like we've got one in Canada, one in Kansas City. Including everything, it looks like we have 139 breweries on our oh, on our podcast. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And that that includes, yeah, uh, one in South Dakota as well. It looks like uh, Remedy Brewing in South Dakota. You got one. Yeah, I think we there have, should we might... be five rabbit from Chicago. Yep. And there should be like at least two or three from Atlanta, too. Two oh, or three true. from Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. We picked out a couple when we were yeah, going for the open cup. We we picked That's up right. a couple. I might have to add a few more then because I don't have those. Um, well, all right. We're over on the right board. Yeah. yeah, and it puts us in the right ballpark. So yeah, we're doing pretty pretty good. There. Yeah, awesome. And so I wish all 140 would have Twitter accounts so I could shout out at Twitter at them. But a lot of them, right. some of them, still don't. Uh, that uh, the one from last week, kind of you had the uh, fat, fat pants. Yeah, fat pants. They don't have a Twitter account. I asked them when I went to pick up uh, the beers if they had a Twitter account, and they said no. And uh, they like they they have a social media person too so i don't know why they don't have a twitter presence <laughs> what are you doing um, I, what yeah are, i don't know they, what exactly I'm, do you do here <laughs> i don't know man like i'm thinking maybe a linkedin thing or something i don't know maybe. maybe facebook i don't know facebook yeah just just facebook uh and instagram maybe i don't know yeah but, probably yeah. i know like the brewery nordic brew up in uh Monticello. they don't have a twitter account they have a facebook account they're on all the time Hmm. Right. And I'm like, and I told the telling the bartender lady there was, when I was there last time, I'm like, you guys need a Twitter account just for like one off type of stuff. You could just like announce stuff on there and just do it. She's like, well, we have more followers on Facebook. I'm like, well, you might get that many followers on Twitter too if you did it. Possible, yeah. 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 I know yeah. Twitter's not popular down here at all. Um, really? All the breweries are on Instagram. Um, almost everything is run through Instagram down here. It's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. From the good old classic. Well, I was going to say the Lunacy Podcast still technically has an Instagram account. We haven't updated we it for a long time, but that's quite all right. We, you know, we got to yeah. focus on. Yeah, we don't. We focus on the Twitter. I should really yeah. focus back on Facebook, but I mean, I thought I, about it for our purposes. I think Twitter, Twitter is a better platform, obviously. So yeah. you know, with discussions. Good. Yeah. It's pretty true. Uh, yeah. So um, 
guys, since we talked about beer. Oh, guys, sorry. Before you before you go through here, I'm trying to find the, the breweries that I missed, and I found Five Rabbit Cerveceria. Uh, that is unfortunately permanently closed now. Oh, no it looks way. Like, yeah, I spoke like it's beasting. Yeah, it looks like it's gone now hmm. uh, in Bedford Park, Illinois, it looks like. Yeah, because that location was close to the stadium at the really time. Really close, yeah. But uh, really obviously, they're not playing there anymore. So yeah, I, no. well, that hmm. sucks. That was a good. That was a good brewery too. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I loved the mm-hmm. wide open area and space it had. Mm-hmm. I don't know, rent was too much or something. You know, very nice people. Very nice people. Yes. Yep. I don't. I think. I don't think we've met, met a bad brewery owner. Anyways, I don't think there's ever been anybody that really has been. They're like, normal. Completely. They're normally pretty cool people. I mean, I can think of one. Well, they aren't bad. They're yeah. just. Sure, kind of yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, but I will I yeah, I won't mention, but you can you that that that's yeah. I figured they'd be kind of that way anyways. So yeah. um speaking of that, uh we did get a shout out from Heavy Rotation on Twitter. They would like us to come up there and do a podcast, which very nice. We will be doing. Uh yeah. we will we're going to set up a date in probably April or May, where we're going to do a podcast at Heavy Rotation on a Sunday, uh, get those kinks worked out on all of our equipment that we bought a year ago, and uh, get get up there and start doing some live shows. Uh, and hopefully, David can call in. I can get that set up so he can call in and uh, be a part of it. If not, we'll just have a picture of him on a chair next to us and we'll act like he's in person. It's fine. You know, it'll be fine. So uh, let's talk about beers here, guys, because uh, I have a new beer from an old brewery, uh, and I'll, so I'll go first. I have Avant uh, from Insight Brewing. It is a dry hopped Pilsner. Now, you guys remember what uh, Insight, their, how their cartoons used to be on their cans? Oh, yeah. yeah. They've now switched that up totally. They got they got rid of those, those um, kind of cartoons. They got them something new. So... They look a little different now. They got a little. Oh more wow! Yeah, it's completely stuff. different. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, this is a Vaunt dry hop pilsner, uh, dry hopped with uh, Czech, German, and New Zealand hops. A Vaunt means culturally or stylistically advanced. Uh, we put a creative spin on craft pilsners by dry hopping this one with New Zealand Wakatu hops. Aromas of lime and citrus transition to traditional pilsner notes from the German and Czech noble hops, creating a seasonable, crisp lager packed with flavor. And uh, the original artwork provided by local artist Mark Rivard of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And you can find him at Rivard, Dart, Rivard Art uh, on Twitter. So, guys, this is a very fantastic pilsner. Now, pilsners usually go down pretty easy and there's really not a flavor profile to it i mean that's not a pilsner is a pilsner right this one has that what they're talking about here it's got that little bit of uh lime and citrus uh taste to it so you taste a little bit of lime in it um and you can really taste the the dry hopping i think really adds the flavor of the whole thing so it's a fantastic beer it comes in at five percent so definitely one you could uh enjoy on a you can cold, slam those yeah on a cold spring day like today is the uh tell you guys the first day of spring is tomorrow morning oh that's so. right oh mm-hmm. i suppose it is yeah mm-hmm. so uh, avant from insight brewing 
David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? So I have, it is called Crank IPA. It's an India Pale Ale from Cycle Brewing in St. Petersburg. So tack on a new brewery. Yeah. Um, this one comes in at 7% ABV. So um, we'll inching up there a little bit. Um, it is straight up citra. Um, it's all thin here. Um, I don't think the IBUs are terribly high. Um, it's not anything like double dry hopped or anything. It's just a standard old IPA, boring IPA with uh, citra. Uh, but it, it tastes good. It's a, it's a solid beer. Um, it's I've had it uh, today when it's cool in the 60s, and I've had it a couple days ago when it was warm in the 80s. It goes down smooth both ways. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid IPA. Cool in the 60s, man. It'd be a heat wave around here right now. Jesus. I was in uh, sweatpants and a sweatshirt all day today. I'd be in, I'd be in a Speedo if it was 60s. I swear to God, at this point. Uh, well, great. Thank you, David. Uh, Connor, how about you? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, as uh, I texted you guys on Friday, my wife took me out to La Doña Cerveceria on uh on friday to celebrate graduating college and uh i took decided to take back a uh crawler of the their rye fieri uh it Ah. is a i I think we've had it on the podcast before i'm not sure i I, it sounds familiar to me i'm not i i don't know for sure but um it's good it's 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 a nice dry ipa um maybe a little bit more weedy than i i usually like but it's very good 6.5% 6.5% ABV. Um, and uh, you guys all know Ladonia over there in uh, uh, yes. kind of the, the, what the close, very close to downtown Minneapolis and West, West on uh, mm-hmm. Glenwood over there. Podcast, uh, sir. Yeah. Um, they uh, are doing a lot of construction over there and I didn't see their uh, soccer, uh, their soccer field set up anymore. It, it was, oh. it was gone. Um, so I wonder if they're going to put it back up, uh, once the construction is, is done, but, uh, I, I didn't see it over there. I'm, so I'm hoping they, they, it comes back with it. Uh, but no, yeah. I know that, I know that distillery next door closed. Royal Foundry closed. I, I didn't did, know I that. I believe so. Yeah. I oh, believe so. I man, think I saw, that was, that was I a nice I saw, place. I think I saw a, an article about them saying they closed there. Uh, yep. They, cl- they closed uh as of january 29th so yep. oh recently wow mm-hmm. that's crazy mm-hmm. but yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what it is it's uh the rife area and it's a really nice it's got that dryness that i usually look for so that's uh, not not a lot of citrus at all nice well yeah well fantastic uh dave why don't you finish it up what are you drinking tonight all right, I will finish it up with a not a new brewery, so I can make your life a little easier, Connor. You don't have to add to the list, but I went with a beer from one of my favorite uh, breweries here in Minneapolis, uh, and that would be Bajas Brew Labs. I would love to record there. Be a good outdoor recording space on a nice summer day if we get mm-hmm. to that point. But uh, anyway, so yeah, from Bajas Brew Labs, I picked up 
actually just got it from my local liquor store, but I've picked up a six pack of the Guavatron Pink Guava Gose. And this, it's one of my favorites. And I've had this before. I don't, I featured beers from Bajas on this podcast. I don't know if I featured this one and this one, and I could have all the beers that you just, we just rattled off. And it might've been one of those, but uh, regardless to say it's, it's one of my favorites and I don't typically drink uh, sour sours on this uh, podcast. I've had a few of course, but uh, this one is excellent. It's just top notch as far, as far as sours go. And um, I think it, it must be the guava. There's just something about it. And then I was curious myself because I just can't, you know, when I taste it, I think, I wouldn't even really know it was a Gose unless it's like it's written there on the can. And so they actually describe it has a little bit of um, it has a slight salinity to it. And that's, of course, why I shouldn't say, of course, I had to do a little research. I didn't know this. I should know this being on a podcast. But uh, they actually that is that is part of what makes a Gose a Gose is, uh, you know, differs it from a, a traditional sour in the fact that they do add salt and traditionally coriander at some point during the brewing process. So it's just the slightest salinity. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you hardly would notice it unless your palate's ultra refined. I would say mine, I don't think is, but I just enjoy this. And as far as the sour goes, it's just, it's really refreshing. You know, it is tart, it is fruity, but it's, uh, it's smooth at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but it is. And it's, it'd be perfect for a warm summer day. I, in my opinion, it's only 5% something you'd have it's good day drinking beer i'd say it's kind of a i sickle. feel like i feel like Bauhaus is usually that's their one of their specialties is their sours isn't there they, they're really good at sours over there um, well and they're really good at this one yeah without a doubt I, this has been around for at least a year if probably more like two years if not longer so they might have they might have rotated a few of those out over the years so mm-hmm. i think one of my favorites in general is like when I first started drinking craft beer was their wonder stuff because that's a speaking of Pilsners. That's just a good Mm -hmm. classic Pilsner that they do there. And I, that that, that had always been my favorite until I started expanding in, you know, my, my beer world a little bit. So yeah, great beer. Guavatron. I'd recommend trying it if you haven't, because it's awesome. Guavatron. I'll have to take a look out for that. All right. Well, great beers, everybody. Um, And uh, let's move on to some loon stuff before we get into the game from last night guys let's talk just briefly about the fact that the loons have signed and i'm looking at this right now uh andy greeter has reported the loons have signed uh young sang bin uh from south korea uh the 20 year old uh has signed a three-year contract with the loons with an option year for 2026 a club spokesman shared uh, he will occupy one of the three under 22 initiative slots. So he's here. He's went through physical. He signed up, guys. So he's good to go. He, he's literally um, in 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 St. Paul or right in the state. He yeah. came in came in on Friday for his medical exams, and then he must have signed right after that happened. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, guys, he's he's here. It will be interesting to see where he fits into this club um, because he's a right right winger, right midfielder, uh, where Bongi currently sits right now. Uh, um, we'll talk about Bongi. So that's up for some speculation. Mm-hmm. He's probably actually a center forward oh. um, that maybe plays on the right side oh. of a two-man. It's hard to tell. Um, uh, Blake, our buddy Blake, him and I were mm-hmm. going back and forth about this uh, on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. But He's, yeah, you know, 
a lot of his play comes from or is on the right side uh, based on everything that we can find. So he's listed, though, on, for instance, transfer market as a center forward. Um, so not sure what he is, because quite honestly, if he's a center forward, he spends a shit ton of time on the right. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting how, you know, like Tony, you referenced Danny Greeter, who who, who we saw the, the story from. But uh, yeah, like in his article, he he refers to, you know, literally quoting him, 20 year old winger. So, yeah, it's it's a bit so it's a bit confusing to know what yeah. he actually is. With that said, Tony, I think you're right. I think he's going to end up slotting in on the right side, either in front of or behind Bongi, depending on how that all pans out. Um, I, I don't see him ever unseating either Mender or Luis. So, I mean, I just, I mean, unless something obviously crazy happens in training and in a match, you know, situation, who knows, but I, I really don't see that happening. I think Mender and Luis would have to be pretty egregiously bad to, to uh, give up their spot. So it does seem like that would be where he is. Um, and the information that I got from, from Y scout definitely has him heavily playing right side, um, whether it's passing coming in from the right, but it's dribbles coming in from the right. Um, so he does a lot of stuff over there. Um, uh, I, I, it seems to make sense to, to be that natural right winger. He would not be inverted because he's a right footed player. So, um, That'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see what happens. I it yeah. Um Bongi certainly is trying to make a case to uh start over him. Um but yeah, it'll be cool to see which which we'll yeah. we'll talk we'll talk about when we talk about the game and uh we will uh refer to David during the game as the Bongi Whisperer. That's your <laughs> <Right>. new name. <laughs> yeah. So um Dave, what do you want to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say it's going to be interesting to see what he is. I mean, he is young. He's only 20 years old. You know, most of his appearances going back over the last three years, you know, was with in the K-League. Um, you know, was it, it came from the Suwon Samson Blue Wings, um, but made mm-hmm. 28 appearances in 2021. And since then, you know, he, he obviously came over, he, you know, he was... I think Wolverhampton Wanderers got him. Was it uh, yep. Wolverhampton? Mm-hmm. Sorry, and yep. Uh, yep. but then you know, then he was loaned out to the Grasshoppers in the Super Swiss League, uh, Swiss Super League, I should say. But only made a combined thirteen appearances. I'm seeing if that's accurate. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I think one of the most exciting things that you know from from someone like myself who doesn't know a whole lot about the about the young player is it's just exciting that he actually sco- you know you guys are probably well aware of this, but he scored for the South Korean side in mm-hmm. World Cup qualification just less than a year ago or just over a year and a half ago. So that's pretty exciting. So he, yeah. he obviously, you know, he's on the scene. He splashed on the scene with the senior club in 2021. So he must be, uh, you know, hopefully there's a lot of potential there. It'll be just exciting to see three-year contract with an option. So see what he does. Uh, I think the deal is that they, he wants to get time on the pitch and he wasn't getting that in Europe. So hopefully here he can get more time, but I will say we we have seen how Adrian Heath has treated young people or young uh, players before, so hopefully this is a new Adrian Heath and he's 
allowing yeah. him to, and I think we've I think we're starting to see that a little I, bit. I, yeah, I think you're right, Tony. I think I think he is. You know, obviously, well, maybe maybe Bongi's getting time because he has to. Um, but you know, we we've seen and now my brain is completely leaving me. Um Tanny has made appearances. Yep, he's been out um, there. Yeah. Yeah. So then, I mean that's positive. And Mender's starting. And, and so yeah, Mender's not terribly old. Um, you know, you've got Hassani got to start mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. So um I I think I think that he's maybe maybe it took him four years too long, but um I, I think he's maybe finally settling in and and uh being a little bit more open um to the younger players, which well, is good. Well, do you think that uh, any of that has to do with the fact that he hasn't been able to play Ray and he doesn't have a system he didn't necessarily have a system to work around Ray. Uh, so now he's having to improvise, basically. Well, you would think based on the announcers last night that that is the case. And everything that happens on this team revolves around the fact that we do not have Emmanuel Reynoso right now. Um, yeah. They had to have mentioned it a million times on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I mean, it is. I get it. But at the same time, um, yeah, it's possible. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's a big monkey wrench to throw into the season planning. Uh, as we've already discussed on the on this podcast, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's kind of maybe even floundering a bit in his decision making, and it's just happens to be paying off right now. Well, we got guys. Let's move into what the lineup was because talking about starting young guys. Yeah. Lineup yesterday was a little bit weird, and I think it had to do after we thought about it a little bit. I think it's to do with the fact that. Next week, they'll be missing seven guys. So, and we'll we'll talk yeah. about that later. But this week was kind of weird because Mender was up top, even though Amaria is was available. Uh, he started Hazani Dotson on the left with with Fragapani available. So there's that. Uh, he started Jose Rosales in the midfield along with Ariaga. So Will Trap didn't start, and then on the right back he had dj taylor starting where we had uh valentin starting the last two games so he changed up the lineup a little bit coming to this game against colorado and maybe it has it probably has to do with the fact they they have seven guys are going to be gone next week so he's trying to like figure out what the heck's going to do I, when all I these think, guys are gone but yeah i think he i think he midweek he basically in not so many words said almost exactly that and I think maybe he had a couple reasons reasoning, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he like say not having trap out there, for example, um, you know, might is that because we know that both Ariaga and Rosales are going to be gone international duty with Honduras, you know, are they, is, so is it kind of like you, he knows the squad is going to be heavily rotated, might as well start now, you know, get some of those get minutes that, you know, from some of those players that we know are going to be gone next week. So. Yeah. You know, um, also, I think it, it was it was a bit weird to see um, just to see that him actually do that because mm. that's thinking ahead that and he usually doesn't do that. But also, I kind of wonder 
if some of it also didn't have to do with the fact that the Rapids hadn't scored a goal. Uh, and maybe he felt this was not a bad week to give Trap a rest because he didn't really need him. Um, this wasn't a bad week to to give Rosales a run out. One, because benefit, he gets to warm up for Honduras. But also, mm-hmm. he's more attack-minded. And the likelihood of Colorado really reaping the benefits from that forward movement might not be terribly high. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall it probably had a lot to do with the the international duty. But I do sometimes want to think that maybe Heath was taking a risk and saying it's Colorado. Yeah, we haven't beaten them in Colorado, but they're not playing well so far this year. Yeah. Uh, pretend, I mean, that's probably right down that line too. I mean, that's, there's probably a lot of things that went into it, but it was a interesting lineup to see. Uh, before we get into the game, guys, I want to ask a big question of you. What pitch was the worst? Colorado's pitch last night or our snow covered pitch <laughs> last week? Definitely ours. What, that, that's a toss-up. <laughs> no, no, it was definitely ours. It was definitely yeah. ours. The the problem is ours. Colorado's was deceiving because it looked yeah. nice. It yeah. was not yeah, nice. Yeah, it was not nice. No, it was uh, not nice. We, I mean, on an, on any other day, ours would be would beat them any day. But uh, but yeah, it's it. Yeah, man, theirs was better this time. This happened later in the game, but I'm going to talk about it right now. I, I I was gonna say this on text messages last night. Somebody's gonna get freaking hurt on this on this turf. I think you guess did what? Say. And uh yeah, and guess what? Uh was it uh, Jack Price? Jack yeah. Price, yeah. Jack Price is probably out for the season. Hmm. Achilles, I mean minutes within saying, I within yeah. minutes of coming in. I mean, he was barely slipped, in. Slipped on the on the turf and he's out. I mean, he's he's he it's and it's tragic that a guy from Colorado goes out. I'm just I'm glad it wasn't one of our dudes because I'd have been super pissed. Uh there was a there was at least one play where the uh, uh defender got on Hassani Dotson and pulled him down like a horse collar type of tackle. Oh yeah. Um, yep. And Hassani slipped a little bit. And I was like, holy shit, if he rips something again and he just came back, I'm gonna be so pissed off yep. about this shitty turf that they're playing on right well, now. Well, you know, and it- that uh, right exact position where Price hurt himself, that mm-hmm. entire first half, that play area was getting torn up like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, um, I, I feel like that was right around the time that I made a comment about the pitch being shitty. It was because everybody, didn't matter which team, was in that section of the right side and they were ripping mm-hmm. it up and they were huge divots and the uh, the commentators were um saying that the the pitch was you know they're talking about well you got to make sure that the players have the right cleats you know at halftime they'll make adjustments etc etc but um it was that i don't know maybe 30 yards on the right sideline that was just getting torn up and then they came out and clearly put the divots back in at halftime and then here price was in the wrong place and it, it was, who knows what he did? We still don't know what he did, do we? Yeah. I haven't seen anything. I don't think. I mean, so, there was. Looks, I don't think there was any contact. Um, yeah, was, zero contact. Was, no, it was very contact. non-contact injury. I I would have thought that it was an Achilles, um, or and in fact, I think the announcer said Achilles or they did something say Achilles, a cat yeah. tear. 
mm-hmm. something high, you know, behind the knee, something like that. They obviously carried him off so he couldn't do anything with it, which would suggest it might have been a Achilles. And if you saw the look on his face as he was going off and at the end of the game when he was uh, being carried off the field is um, he, I, he, I think he knows, he knows he's done. Uh, I think yeah. he knew it. I think he knew it right away. Uh, guys, there's so many divots on that right side. I thought Dave Stevens had been out there golfing. Heavy divots. No angry birds pretty, out there this time. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Let's get into the match, guys. We start off this match with the shitty field. And, um, guys, there was, uh, I guess, in the first half, it was kind of back and forth, back and forth. Our passing was a lot better than last week. I mean, it had mm. to be because, well. We set the bar pretty low. There. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Right. Exactly yeah. right. There was nowhere to go but up on the passing thing. Uh, we had some shots on goal. Uh, uh Guys, anything from the first half that stuck out to you? Um, I would say that hold phones, everybody sit down. I would say that Bongi had maybe one of the best first halves he's had in a loon shirt, or best halves that he has had in a loon shirt. Um, I thought everything he was doing in the first half was fantastic. Um, aggressive. He had some he had some good dribbling take-ons. Um, his passing seemed crisper than usual. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he had a couple blocks in the first half, maybe, maybe even more than a couple, um, everything about his play from previous weeks that I've ridiculed him, um, was not really there. Um, so I thought. And I immediately said that he's got to be listening to us, right? Because he, he I mean, he yeah, he, he responded last week. I thought he had a terrible match, mm-hmm. um, but everyone did. Um, he made some moves. But yeah, I mean, he, he, he looked moves. very good. He made some moves. He made some actual soccer he moves. He wasn't just going straight forward. He made some, he did a little spin action. He did, had a couple, whatever. And yeah. like I said, Dave, I think, David, I think you are the, the Bongi whisperer now. Yeah, um, so just like Keith is supposed to be the striker whisper, you are the bongy whisper. So um maybe Heath would be calling up and be like, Hey, I heard what you did with Bongi. Right. Can you help me out some more. No. But then again, after the game last night, and then this morning when I saw that the South Korean uh, guy had been signed, I wonder how much of his play yesterday was kind of a fire lit in his ass a little bit saying, well, I might lose playing time to this guy. So I have to like step it up a notch. That's a good point. Kind of like, kind of like guys who are on a one-year contract in baseball who have great years because it's a one-year contract or, you know, every, every uh, sport has this where you, there's a guy behind you, you're kind of breathing down your neck and you come out and you do great because you got competition. Well, Bong now has competition potentially. Yeah, you know, one of the best motivators is is competition. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you can lose your spot in a heartbeat, why would you not play better? Um, I mean, I would hope you would play better. I mean, that'd be weird if you didn't. Um, it, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to feel, be, you know, as because of Reynoso's absence, and you know, his. We don't. You don't just want to hand him the job, you know. So, but it's great to see. It's right. it's another one. It's something this team has to have. You have to have. A guy like a long way 
um, step up. You know, you need you need that. We you know we've talked about Mender Garcia needing to you know have an improvement over what he showed from last year, and maybe we're already seeing early signs of that as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great to see. It's great to see him have one of his best halves as you, as you describe it, David. It's great. A full transparency. So I might be a little quiet for the rest of the uh, back and forth, just because. Wait, I, did you not even watch a replay? I, I I've watched I watched the replays, but I didn't get to watch the game the game in its whole yet. I wanted to do that this afternoon, thanks to Apple TV. And what? But I, not why yet. why didn't why didn't you watch the game last night, Dave? Well, I was down scouting. No, not scouting, gambling in in Iowa. So I was yeah, able so... to I was able to watch the I was able to watch the game on my phone, but it's really distracting. I, yeah. you know, I wanted to do that specifically to test yeah. you know how Apple mm-hmm. TV would work on a cellular network, and it worked great. It was awesome to see, mm-hmm. but obviously in a casino, it's not that easy to do. But I was able right. to place a bet on our loons, and they were uh, plus two twenty. You know, to win the game outright, so that that was kind of that's a bet I did place. I didn't uh, mm-hmm. bet the mortgage or anything like that, but uh, put down a few bucks on that, and that was nice to see it. So we're gonna have to suspend you, Dave. We have no gambling policy on this podcast, ah, so shoot, we're gonna suspend shoot. you uh, lifetime. No, that's great. You were that's right. You were down at uh, Diamond Joe's in Iowa. Diamond Joe's, yes, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And what's what are you trying to show us there? Yeah, Dave? I didn't quite catch that. Yeah, I'm having a hard time here. Oh no! Oh, there we go. Uh, wow. oh, yeah, I got it! I got it! Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you're fired. fired. You're fired. Yep. Oh, damn it, Dave. Well, you know, I thought you know it'd be all over the screens in that uh, casino, the game, the Bloons game. But of course, yeah. apparently, this time of year, uh, March Madness, college basketball, kind of takes over the world, and that maybe yeah. why we were down there in the first place. So. Yeah, apparently. Well, good. Yeah, fair we. Enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So, guys, the first half was, again, we talked about Bongi, his kind of being a little more active and showing a little more moves. Um, there were some shots on goal. Uh, Barrios, the guy who I freaking hate from Colorado, he had a shot on goal. Uh, he, I, I still hate the guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that wasn't – going into the half, uh, nil-nil, guys, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more, really. Uh, you're on the road against Colorado. Colorado hasn't scored a goal all year. You're thinking, okay, well, if we can score one goal, then we can come out of Colorado with a victory, right? Uh, we go into the half, come out of the half, guys. Uh, Anne Maria comes in for Garcia. Uh, so I think that, well, I don't know what. I, I you mean Armadillo? Armadillo. Armadillo. Armadillo comes yeah. in for uh, Garcia. And then we get guys the first goal of the game and the first goal of the uh for the Rapids this year. Uh it is a goal by Cole Bassett that is one of those goals, guys, that just the 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 angles and everything just it he lucked out, really. Right. I mean, it was yeah, it was one of those lucky angle shots. And yeah, DJ Taylor could have done some more, and yeah, guys could have done some more, but really it's one of those shots that just kind of sneaks in, you know, it, it, and it is, I mean, it's one of those shots that you watch the replay over and over. And it's how did that go in? Like, why, yeah. why couldn't Dane have a better Closed play on that? The angle, you know? Yeah. Why couldn't somebody just literally take a step backwards and <laughs> block it, clear it out? I mean, yeah, I, uh, it, yeah, you're right, Tony. It's just one of those goals that the angle was just right, that it looked like it wasn't going to go in. But I can't be that nice to our guys. I think uh, 
you know, I think Taylor was really lazy on his defense. He had he had a chance before and after um to to get a play on that shot. Um I I I don't think Dane could have done a whole lot, but I do think he could have attempted something there. But then the rest of the back back line didn't really seem overly interested either. I just I, I just feel like it was a lazy goal. It was because of the angle, David. It's because yeah. of the angle. I think that what happens on I mean, stuff like stop that. Stop blaming it on geometry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not normally a ma- I'm not normally a math guy, but I think on uh shots like that, you don't even think about it. I think that your your mind kind of goes, well, that can't possibly go in. Yeah. You know, and so you just you just don't do what you should do, right? I mean, no, you're it right. Wasn't, you know, it wasn't hit that hard. It everybody just kind of stopped and looked at it, right? Yeah, you're right. That's what happened, and those goals happen in soccer more than we actually think about. I mean, it, right. you see it all yeah. the time. So, um, but yeah, it was too bad uh, that we gave up the goal to Colorado. I was hoping that we keep Colorado off the scoreboard uh, this this game, but no, didn't happen. So now we're down a goal, guys, on the road. And guess what? It's Colorado. We never win in Colorado, so fuck it, right? Well, holy shit. A couple minutes later, we get a handball. Handball penalty. Literally the last thing I expected to happen. Pretty clear. And it wasn't one of those handballs where they have to, like, review it that much. He stuck his hand out pretty damn far. His hand was was, far off his body there. So It was pretty obvious. It was a fantastic run by Hassani. We got to point it's, that out. Um, everything about that. I thought uh, Luis did a really good run into the box, which that's where the Hassani's pass was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of those penalties that you don't get to see a lot because it was just glaringly obvious. Um, blatant. Very blatant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we get that handball. And then the funny thing is we get to the penalty shot, right? PK. And um, usually there'd be a guy taking these PKs. His name is uh, Ray. But there is no Ray. So who do we have? It's Am- Am- Armadillo. Uh, yep. Amaria. <laughs> Amaria gets to take it. Aubrey. And and so, um, yeah, he hits it. Get up. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I was actually um, initially I was thinking, who is going to take the shot? <clears throat> um, I wasn't sure if maybe Lud was going to step in and do it, um, and then Luis was incredibly confident about I am the one taking the shot. I mean, he was like right there. Um, yeah. I I like that. I like that mm-hmm. attitude. Um, you know, I don't care who it is. It, uh, if you're going to be that confident that it's that's your job, you are going to do that. I want to see that. I want to see that motivation and drive from everyone. And his his shot was excellent. It was good pace. It was uh, down low and uh, really would have been probably um, unstoppable regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I for a guy that has not trained too much, and I've said this a few times on on Twitter, I mean, he hasn't trained much because he was out of the country getting his green card. He missed, you know, he missed time, missed the first week. He didn't get to really play a whole lot in game two. 
it's good to see him taking those steps and that went into his gameplay as well because he is he's more he's taking more chances at being involved than Bender is I think that's why next next week we're going to start seeing Luis as the starter he just seems more involved he seems more interested not that I'm not trying to badmouth Bender either but I think the two are very different players and it, it just seems like Luis kind of starts with that PK. I mean, he was he made a really good run into the box. He was very confident in taking the PK. He was very confident in making it. Um, I, I, It's a good sign. I think that's a good sign for a guy that is kind of trying to claw his way back into the 11. He, uh, he looked good on the PK. So, guys, we get back to a 1-1. One, 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 we're tied up again, which is fantastic. Uh, we get uh, Fragapani comes in for Dotson, so now we know Heath is going for the victory here. I mean, if you weren't going for the victory, you would put Fragapani in there right away. So I think we we're tweeting back uh, or texting last night, guys, and I think it was it, we knew Heath was kind of going to go for it here. He wants his victory out of Colorado. Um, this is when also Jack Price comes in and Rubio comes in. This right around the time that uh, Colorado had a couple chances, hit the post once. Uh, some some great uh, goaltending by Dan St. Clair, I think, on a couple of these shots. Uh, but then it was, I think the 68th minute was right when uh, Jack Price goes down with the injury on the yeah. turf. Uh, and then we're off. It was at least five minutes, if not more than that. Uh because to get Jack Price off the pitch and get guys transferred in and out. Um, what what happened with Dane St. Clair? Because that's not, again, I didn't see it. The how did he get his yellow card? That was uh, was it in the box, guys? Was that the box play where he he threw? It looked like he threw a guy down, but he really didn't throw a guy down. Was that the yellow card? I think it was. Was it? They were set. They were set did they really give him a card for that when he never yeah, even yeah. touched him? Yeah, they were setting up for that corner, yeah. and, we're, yeah. and they started fighting. And they set up. It was against. Uh, what's it? It was that the young forward. That, yeah, the uh, young kid um, who caught who was like Bassett in everybody. No, no. the young forward, uh, Yap Yappy or uh, what's trying his name? to get to uh, the can't think of his name. It's uh, Yappy, it's, uh, right? Yeah, 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 Yappy, Yappy. Is that Yappy? Yeah, yeah. And he was. It's funny. We, we should mention this. He was involved in a lot of shit yesterday. I mean, he was he was yeah. yesterday, yeah. and he was getting he was getting fouled, and he was doing some fouling. Uh, so he was all over the board. That play was when he's in the box for a corner, and they're kind of there were between Dane and I'm thinking it was a boxel and Dane. They were shoving Yappy back and forth, kind of like you shove your little brother back and forth if yeah. you're like two older brothers. And all of a sudden, Yappy gets shoved kind of Dane, and then Dane kind of shoves him back and he flops over and like oh, oh my head blah 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 it's like okay yeah that's not that bad but yeah uh, and the, the commentators even joked about it because he was obviously he just dove he just yeah, exactly right went to ground hoping to draw something i didn't realize he did that yeah. sucks yeah so dan gets the yellow for that one uh but yeah we had there's a couple of uh, good plays we had a couple of attempts guys uh amaria had an attempt Outside the box, hit too high. 
but here we go. 82nd minute. This is on a those guys, this is a, a free kick, right? Free kick From yeah. just outside the box. Yeah. Yellow card. Uh, I would say it was probably 35 yards out. Yeah. 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 And it was Fragapani, I think that Fragapani oh, Fraga yeah. hits this. But the the directional header from Tapius guys is oh, yeah. outstanding. I mean, this this header from where he was standing, just to redirect that shot. Yeah. Or that path where the frick it was. I mean, that was that was like money. Yeah, I mean, we're talking Crazy. like we're probably talking 15 yards out. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, that 14, 15 yard range. Yeah, yeah just That's inside the incredible box. Incredible header. Yeah. yeah. Really incredible. The, 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 the way he turns his head, the, how he gets his head around and directs that into the top of the goal is it's just uh, it's money. I, I can't say anything more about it. It is fantastic. And uh, Tapias has started every game for this club so far. He has looked good, uh, I will say. There have been some times where he hasn't looked great, but, of course, this is his first time in MLS. Uh, but he has been – have you guys noticed that he's been kind of the guy sitting back when they've allowed Boxel to go up a little farther? They allowed Tapias to kind of sit back? Have you guys sure. seen that? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of – I'm kind of interested to see why they've let – Box will go up farther when Tapius is actually probably faster than Boxy, but who knows? But great signing by the Loons so yeah. far in this it's three games like we've got him. Um, yep. So yeah. he gets a goal there. Unbelievable, eighty-second minute, guys. Now we got to feel good about getting out of Colorado with a victory, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, they. The rest of the game, guys, are really. There were some attempts. There was some back and forth, but really, not much to talk about unless you guys have something to say about the rest of the game. No, well, you know, I, mean, I, I, I would think... say there was a scary moment with the Amaria. Um, Bongi was bringing it up. He dished it off to Amaria. Amaria wasn't set. Really soft giveaway that actually ended up leading to a shot. Um, I can't remember. That was like maybe the 90, 90 plus something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, beyond that, I thought we closed it out. What Calman came in, um, we you know, we stopped, we or we started parking the bus when we were supposed to, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's a that's a nice trend to be seeing this season, yeah. Yeah, um, he's been doing he's been doing that a lot lately, so it's it's been mm-hmm. nice to see. Yeah, you know, uh, that's all I've got on that. Yeah. Um, I gotta think that the, over those last uh, 10 15 minutes or so, including the stoppage time, fans of Minnesota were just thinking, I've been hurt before, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, I think at the same time with this match, you know, we had the lead now, so you know, you give up the you lose the two points, that would be rough, but we're still mm-hmm. undefeated for the season, which is. Mm-hmm better than we were expecting oh way better so i I think the dropped points would have been hard but at the Mm -hmm. same time it would have been like well it wasn't a loss (laughs) and we're you know not awful five points out of three games um when we missing our 
star player. Um, and two of those matches on the road, you know, and right, yeah, a place where they hadn't won before in Colorado. I, I should give a, a shout out to um, Nick Gundlach. He uh, made a comment on Twitter about it was a hot take about how he thinks Franco's free kicks and corners are better than Ray's. Um, and I responded to him and I said, I take a step further. And I said, I think Franco's better than Ray. Um, but we just don't know it because Franco needs to be without Ray for a continuous amount of time to actually right. see how yeah. good he is. Um, and we, we've talked about this already. Um, but I, I, I'm starting to think it guys, you know, I don't know that we need to ever talk about Ray again. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that the more time they have without him, the mm-hmm. more they're going to figure it out. Yep. And I think these players are stepping up. You're seeing it with Bongi. You're seeing it with Franco. Um, you know, hell, Luis couldn't even play without Ray. Um, and he doesn't look great, but he's he's looking okay. Um, mm-hmm. Lud is doing well at the 10 right now. Yeah. Um the defense is fantastic this season so far. I, you know, it's weird as somebody else brought up the, the Ewing theory, um, how the, how the uh, New York Knicks tended to be very good while missing Patrick Ewing, their best player. Um, the Ewing effect, I think is actually what it's called. Um, Mm -hmm. and somebody actually coined the concept that it was the Ewing effect or theory, whatever it is. And, um, yeah, and it, that's I think that's the same thing. I think that's exactly what's happening here. Um, we're working as a team because we don't have the guy that, uh, for lack of better terms, hog the ball, um, hog the possession. We're we're not we're having to be creative in getting our possession and getting our goals from somewhere else, and that's not a bad thing. We're no. starting to be more multi-dimensional. That's yeah. good. Multi-goal goal scored, you know, yeah. the first time yeah. this year. And they have scored in all three matches. It was just, you know, a, a goal in the first two games. But now to see them score a couple was great. And so maybe they are figuring out, out, yeah. out as a necessity. Yeah, I, I, that, that makes a lot of sense. It, it's, it's hard to kind of wrap my mind around it when we know how, you know, involved this offense was with Ray. And, you know, with and without Ray, the splits – last year and since he came here are not good without Ray right but now here out of necessity, you know, maybe, maybe we're, we're seeing the people step up and like they need to. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it could be exciting to watch here. When they're- yeah. And I don't think uh, that other teams know how to game plan for that yet. A rayless Minnesota. Um, mm. Cause Minnesota's had basically had to change up their entire game plan as you guys have both mentioned. And, uh, and yeah. the other teams uh, aren't ready for that yet. So they don't know what to do with uh, when, when we don't have Ray. And that's why I think we've had the uh, the advantage is because um, just other, te- other teams and their game plans, they we're, we're a wild card to them right now. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Wild card is a perfect way to put it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you can't uh, double team a guy. We don't have nobody, nobody double team on this team anymore. So you can't send a bunch of guys at Ray and say, hey, stop this guy and you stop everybody. Well, now you can't do that. So right. um, it'll be interesting to see if the, the team keeps progressing as the year goes on without Ray. 
and keeps doing these things they need to do in order to right. get victories. So now I, I mean, I would temper the optimism with the fact that we haven't exactly had challenging opposition. Um, I mean, you know, once we, and again, next week's not fantastic either. So, I mean, once we are playing the likes of Seattle or, or even St. Louis, apparently maybe, um, or LAFC, I mean, that will probably have a better idea. I wouldn't say that Dallas is slouch, I guess, but, um, you know, I think it's tempered optimism should be what is on the minds of every moon supporter right now. I think it's, um, we're seeing good things out of a team that should otherwise be at the bottom of the table. Like the, we really all predicted. Right. So um, obviously there's plenty of t- season left <laughs> for our predictions to come through. But um, I, I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's what we're learning right now. Um, and that it's, it's positive. Yeah. This uh, team could fall apart at any minute. So, uh, right. you know, you never know. Um, so that puts us in, I, well, I think it's second place technically, but I think we're in seventh place because of points and goal differential. Uh, of course, uh, St. Louis is up top. They've gone four and zero uh, to start the season. So, uh, good luck catching them because they yeah. are unstoppable. Uh, but next week guys, we get a game against Vancouver at home at Allianz field. And as uh, we mentioned, they will be missing seven players. Seven players from the Loons will not be on the pitch next Saturday night because they'll be on international duty. Well, how many Van- uh, Vancouver players will be on international duty? I don't know that number. but uh, I don't have that information either. Yeah. But we've got, we're missing, uh, what is it? We're missing Lude. We're missing... Um, well, so we've got our two midfielders, Rosales and Ariaga. Uh, It'll be without Tamar Lawrence. Uh, Tamar Lawrence, yeah. Michael Boxel. Michael Boxel and Dan St. Clair, of course. Is that the seven? Yep. That's the seven. So it'll be interesting to see what they do next week with their lineup. With that in mind, guys, let's make some predictions how the losers are going to do next week. And uh, let's see. I'll start with Dave. Dave? All right. Um, coming back home, yeah, it is. Everybody's been talking about, you know, the absences for, like, it seems like since the news broke, you know, or since people started realizing that over a week ago, I feel like, and uh, at least early on in this week. And, yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge. I, I'm, a little, I'm probably most concerned with missing Carmar Lawrence and Michael Boxall and Dane Sinclair in the back. You know, it's, it's such a strength of this team, goaltending and backline defense. And, you know, so we've got a huge change coming up and we mentioned the rotation and, you know, it was nice maybe to get DJ Taylor coming in, get some playing time for now that he's healthy for Valentin. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we can see maybe even Taylor and Valentin out of the pitch in the same time. I know they both play on the right side, but, you know, I think, you know, we ha- haven't we seen DJ Taylor on the left and maybe I'm way off, but I just wonder if that's a possibility. I don't know if it is, but that's my concern. I do believe coming home, though, they'll get the victory. But I'm going to go with another crooked scoreline. I'll go with uh, 3-2 Minnesota, actually. So allow a couple goals to get past uh, get past the defense with the absences. So Sweet. I will uh, go next. I'm 
not thinking we're going to score as many goals as Dave's thinking. If I do see a victory, uh, I'm going to say we get a, I'll say one nil victory over Vancouver. Uh, David. Um, I, I think that I'm going to go, you know, Vancouver's minus two. Um, they have allowed goals to San Jose, um, two goals, San Jose, um, only were able to score one. San Jose is also minus two. So the fact that they couldn't get two past them is pretty shocking. However, they've held Galaxy and they've held Dallas. Um, so the defense must not be too bad. Um, with that said, the most part, we have some hungry young players that are probably going to get a run out. And I think we've got a player in Luis who needs to prove himself. I think we've got a player in Franco who wants to continue proving himself. Um, I, I'm i going to go 3-1 Minnesota. I should point out that I was the one that picked the score line and winner this past weekend. So I'm going to try to keep that trend. I might be going a little overboard on this one, but yeah, three, one minutes. Of- no, I, I, speaking of that, I, I, I was, uh, I of course did not pick the scoreline correct, although I did correctly predict the loons to win a course. And, and I did predict multiple goals scored. So at least I had that, but still waiting yeah, for that job. exact match this year, but it may never come. Yeah. Uh, Connor, let's finish it up. All right. Well, um, Vancouver has no wins yet. Uh, so I, and yeah, Dave, David, you went through all of their opponents. Um, this is a tough one with all people out. And I don't see any reports of, uh, Vancouver having people out on international duty, but that yeah, report might either. not be out yet. Um, so I'm, I am predicting, a, predicting a victory. I think I'm going to say, I, I think I'm with you, Tony. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one no. There we go. We all have the loons winning next week, which would be nice if they did. Uh, it'd be very nice. It, it would hopefully uh, catapult us to a good season. Uh, but uh, you never know. I, missing seven guys uh, is going to be tough. Uh, I just I don't know. I'm. It'll be at home, so luck, hopefully the weather will be better. I don't think there's any snowstorms coming this way this week. So uh, we'll see. Uh, guys, we'll take a, just a quick break. We come back. We're going to ask ChatGPT a question, do some soccer history, a short, funny story, and then we'll get the hell out of here. So we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. I take a quick little break. While we're on break, uh, David, you and the guys figured out uh, who Vancouver is actually missing for next week's game. Yeah, uh, so they're missing forward Sergio Cordova and then uh, midfielder Andres Kubas. Um, Kubas has started all four games. Cordova has started one of four, but has played in all four. Um, You know, they do a weird formation. Sometimes it's 4-3-3, sometimes it's 4-3-2-1. Kubas is the mid center mid. 
Um, so he's he's definitely more defensive. Um, but I I mean I'd say he's played a shit ton of minutes this year, so he's definitely an integral piece of their of their team. Yeah, and Andreas um, Cubas, he's um he was born in Argentina. So I mean, are we talking Argentine national team player? Uh, he was he is on the Paraguay. Okay, yeah. So, team, so. That's, I wasn't sure, and the, the birthplace isn't necessarily going to tell you that. But. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cordova is Venezuela. Okay. Yeah. So next week's uh, looking forward, guys, and and this is kind of far out, but next week's game, it looks like it'll be. It's going to be 42 next Saturday. So by the time the game starts, it'll probably be in the 40s and it'll probably drop into the 30s by the end of the game. So no snow in the forecast for next week, weekend. Okay. So fingers crossed. Like that. Yep. Fingers crossed. So um, let's get to our, our, our uh, new segment Ask uh, AI or Ask Chat GPT. And uh, David came up with a good uh, question for them uh, write a compelling argument that supports soccer. And ChatGPT came up with a great number of uh, arguments that support soccer. Number one, guys, unites people worldwide. Soccer is a sport that transcends national, cultural, and linguistic barriers, which is fantastic. I saw oh, this. Yeah. Uh, I saw this yesterday. I was going to mention it to you guys. I saw this yesterday uh, before we, we play our game. My, my youngest daughter plays her games at the uh, uh, Brooklyn Park Sports Dome. I think it's uh, uh, Park high sports dome in Brooklyn park but of course you can rent that out for different things before their game started they were doing there was a big soccer game between a bunch of players i think they were might have been somalian or some other african country they get together to play soccer on saturdays at the sports dome and let me tell you guys these some of these guys are really good but their whole deal is kicking the ball as far as they can towards the other goal because the the the, the uh, length of the pitch is not that much, they're playing like a half pitch, so all they do is kind of kick it up and try to get it into the goal. But uh, again, culturally, these guys come together every Saturday. There's probably like I think there's probably sixty yeah. of them out there, and play soccer on Saturday mornings. So uh, you won't see that with uh, American football. You won't. I mean, you might see that basketball, but not hockey. You know, you see it with the hockey. Uh, so yeah, two guys promotes physical fitness, of course demanding sport we all know this we all see the they sometimes will track how far guys have run during the course of a game and yeah it's a lot uh develops teamwork and social skills yes it's a team game uh unlike uh basketball where you can just have one guy who just hogs the ball all the time uh kidding it's also a team game but whatever uh guys builds character and resilience yeah most sports do Yeah. yeah Provides opportunities for personal growth. Yeah, you can learn new skills and all that type of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in conclusion, guys, the net numerous benefits, but I want to say that uh, AI tells us, this is the last phrase they say, soccer is not just a game, but a way of life that teaches valuable lessons and promotes a healthy, fulfilling lifestyle. There you go right Football there. Football is life. Football is life. Football, Football, is, Football life. is life. Yeah. Danny Rio says that. Uh, so, yeah. Football's yeah. cool. So there you go. There's your question. Uh, is that Danny Connor, Lopez or is it Danny? Like... Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. That's yeah. what it is. Rojas. Yeah. Soccer's life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm sure everybody knows that the first episode of uh, 
of uh, Ted Lasso. The third season came out on Wednesday, and it is going to be a fantastic season. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I haven't started. I haven't watched it yet either. Yeah, I mean, and that's a show that comes out every Apple TV. I think their series do come out once a week. So yeah, I do yeah. tend to wait. I tend to try and wait till the end, if not the end. To start no, watching. I don't want to wait. I couldn't wait. I couldn't yeah. wait to see Ted again. So, all right, uh, Connor, you got some uh, Minnesota soccer history for us? I got a little, sure. Um, here we go. Today is March 19th. So we're going to go back. I think we did it March 12th last week because uh, I remember mm-hmm. ending on the snow opener. So we're going to move to March 13th. Let's see what we got here. Uh, United won a friendly on, in 2014 at a at in Stone, England at Pro Player Academy, and they won it eight nil. Um, what is Pro Player Academy? That's very interesting. Bunch of fourteen year olds, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Pro Player Academy. Huh. But yeah, I want to. I kind of want to see what this is all about here. It's Pro Player Academy. Here they are. Uh, they oh okay. They are England's Nike Academy. It looks like. Um, so teenagers, pretty much. Yeah, it looks uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Under yeah. under twenty players. Under twenty players. Yeah. That's disappointing. So they they yeah. beat them eight nil. Yeah. 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 They beat them eight nil. But yeah, they've had like people like Joe Hart, Rio Ferdinand, Tati, Mario Goza, um. Mm. And yeah, just uh, oh, David Akam is one of the one of their graduates. Um, Did he play there? It's a good list. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Okay, let's see. Now back to the calendar. United in 2013, March 15th, they played two friendlies in one day against Bridges FC, and they Ooh. drew nil nil the first time and won three nil the second time. Nice. It looks like. Then we'll do one more. How about that? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, March 18th. Yesterday, it was uh, ninth, It was 2017. United got their first ever MLS point in a mm-hmm. 2-2 draw at, guess who, Colorado. There you go. Yay. Is that the oh, – That's. I think that's the only game we've ever – drawn and that was correct the, the, yeah. yeah yeah that was after that it was it's been nothing yeah geez wow been it that took long. that long to get points Ooh. at colorado again wow yeah wow fantastic fantastic well great connor thanks for the uh soccer history for the day uh just one quick funny story guys before we get out of here it comes from the land of florida and actually david i think comes from your area Hmm. Uh, do you know a place called Lehigh Acres? Oh, good God! <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like it's like two miles from my house. Yeah, well, this is two miles from your house. Then. Great, 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 great. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Uh, this isn't that bad, though. It's not bad. Uh, okay. A mystery creature that repeatedly triggered a Florida man's home security camera was mistaken for a human hand and an octopus before being identified as a Cuban tree frog. So uh, um, Dean Gordon says he was asleep at his Lehigh Acres home when he received an alert from his home security camera at 1.40 a.m. Sunday. Gordon said he checked the camera footage on his phone and was not sure what he was seeing in his backyard. I thought it was a human hand. I was like, hold on, let me wash it again. 
Then I said, that looks like an octopus. He said, he said a second alert from the doorbell cam at the front of his home offered a slightly clearer look. Second video was from around front. That's when he stopped and saw a leg and I think an eye. You can see the frog's legs and big eye. He posted his footage on Facebook, asking neighbors if they could identify the creature. So the animal is a Cuban tree frog, invasive species for the area. And it's been climbing on his cameras. But, uh, you know, he thought it was a human hand at first. And then he's like, oh, it looks like an octopus. And then he's like, oh, it's a frog. Um, yeah, so Cuban tree frogs, those things are big. In fact, we've had a few um, on our house. Um, mm. they're, they're supposed to be. They're so invasive that the guidelines for dealing with them is to kill them. Oh, oh wow. Them. Yeah. Well, um, just yeah. And uh, they, they get, I think the ones that we, or maybe one that we've had, sure, same one. Um, you know, it's in terms, I mean, they're obviously not round, but I would say they're like as long as a softball's diameter is okay. i mean they're big they're mm. yeah, yeah like that and then and they're not they're not super wide but you know maybe two inches wide they're they're a big frog um they're white um or at least the ones oh. i've seen maybe they change colors i'm not even sure which is why this guy probably thought it was a hand because uh, yeah. of yeah. that light color right you know? yeah. yeah 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 they're they're i i mean the first time i saw one it scared the shit out of me um because i mean yeah this it's big i mean it's no honestly it is like the size of a fall easily oh jeez um, they're, oh, they're wow. big they're big frogs you got big white frogs you got the rat that's your neighborhood friend in your area yes you he, he paid man. a visit to me last night during the game i he didn't did? tell you guys Boy. oh yeah. wow. he came out again that's awesome yeah are you like offering him like booze now, like some whiskey or something? I, I or? should, but I don't yeah, want I him should. to eat my lemons and limes. So, I don't want him, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, I, it, it, that's funny that you said Lehigh Acres. I mean, it's it's literally like a mile north, mile east mm -hmm. from my house. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Uh, so speaking of Florida, uh, and I'm glad I brought a Florida. We've got a Florida uh, story up. How how are you going to be affected by the big seaweed barge that's coming towards your area? So heard? it's hard to say. You know, we got that when we were in Fort Lauderdale. Well, Tony, you don't know because you didn't go to the beach. Yeah, um, the beach yeah. But yeah, Connor, Dave, you know, we had to go through that. That's like, right. 20 yeah. feet of seaweed mm. to get out to nice water. That's right. Um, we did. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what this is. Okay. Um, it always affects the East Coast worse than the Gulf Coast, but this one mm -hmm. is so freaking huge okay. that they say yeah. it's probably going to essentially surround the entire peninsula. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Big. wade through it and yeah. hope there's it nothing sneaky inside it. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't bother me that much, I got to say. I mean, in Fort Lauderdale, it didn't, I didn't. Well, see you know. It. The bad thing about it is once it gets on shore, it rots mm. and stinks. That's um, why they can figure a way to get rid of it. That's why they're trying to like, yeah. figure out, like, what should we do with it, you know? Yeah, they they say one of the things they can do, and I think they were actually doing this when we were in Fort Lauderdale, is they'll take a, 
they'll take a plot like a farm plow mm-hmm. attached to a tractor and they just comb the beach and it's the the claws of the plow collect it and then they dispose sure. of it um sure. yeah i mean it's you know down here there's such stupid shit that comes out of the water um yeah there is yeah 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 we, we've Florida. had some man of wars wash up recently oh wow and Fort those Myers? are dang bad you know Mm, uh, well, yeah. not Fort Myers, uh, Sanibel Island, which is Sanibel. basically okay. yeah, basically Fort Myers. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. Uh, get uh, you can get some bad uh, stuff off a of man of wars. Yeah, yikes, thanks, Jesus. And then we we have the great white shark that's been swimming offshore recently. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. it's a uh, crazy crazy times down there, David. I mean, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad. I mean happy that you, you found a good place to live but then again there's all these different things that could kill you down there yeah i mean different problems yeah different problems completely different I mean, problems I mean, oh actually you know i didn't tell you guys did i uh when i went to the twins game on hmm. thursday uh hmm. my father-in-law and i were walking through the parking lot and there was this massive gator ah. <laughs> was, oh wow just like just like seven feet no, like 15 feet from us. And I was going to, I mean, I th- maybe I did mention it. The only time I've seen an alligator in the wild was when I went down there, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago now to catch a twins spring training game. And I was just walking around the stadium and out in the outs, you know, you can walk all the way around it, I believe. And it was out in right field. You look down out of the stadium. Oh, wow. He's just showing That's us the picture. That is something. Else. Wow. Jesus. Holy moly. And, the alligator God. I saw was maybe half that size. Holy cow! Yeah, God. yeah. I mean, we—I I was probably 15 feet from it. Yeah, um, he didn't seem to really give a shit that we were there. But why not? That's my Good first God, official just... sighting of like a wild gator just there. I mean, I've seen him in the ponds mm-hmm. in our community, but mm-hmm. like just out on the land, really close. That's that's first one. It took me a year and a half almost. Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, I don't have to worry about that up here. I, I might see a freaking uh, coyote, but yeah, that's about it. You know? Yeah. Maybe a yeah. bear. Maybe. I don't know. That's just. And we nuts. can see those down here too. Yeah, you can. That's right. That's right. You got every animal down there. I swear to God. You got the monkeys at the Fort Lauderdale uh, airport or where the frick it was. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Had the monkeys Python. down there. You got. With the pythons, you got so the crocs, many you got around here. Panthers, panther, you got everything. Jesus. I saw, I saw a giraffe here just last week. Of course, um, that was at the zoo. The zoo. But, oh, yeah, sure. it was <laughs> maybe that doesn't count. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't that counts. It, does. it wasn't your, it wasn't your house in Plymouth. It wasn't no, like, no, uh, something yeah. like that. It wasn't Dave, I've also down seen the street. a lion yeah. in Minnesota then too. No, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Doesn't I count. saw. I saw a seal in Minnesota too. His name was right. Sparky. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've seen Sparky before. That's right. Yeah. I've seen Sparky. Uh, so guys, before we get out of here, uh, game against Vancouver next weekend, Connor. I'm sure you're going to be at the game. I'll be right? there. Yep, I'll be Connor there. Be there. Um, I will not. Uh, the, oh, guys, I will not be able to watch next weekend's game. Mm. Uh, oh. because I will be at the Price is Right at oh, uh, Mystic Lake 
Oh. With the, with the, with John and Jenny, my wife and I will be going down there for a little date night with John and Jenny. Uh, Dave might show up a little bit early to hang out with us a little bit uh, if he wants to. So I will not be able to watch next week's day. But the nice thing is with Apple TV, I can watch the replay the next day. So nice. Yeah. You know, um, next week could be interesting for me, too. Um, if I don't get to watch it, I probably will not get to watch the replay. Um, I mean, I'll be coming back from seeing, well, coming back from Disney and then coming back from seeing friends in Tampa on Saturday. And so if I don't get to see the game, I'll be hanging out with um, my brother-in-law and his family on Sunday. And next week could be interesting. So, uh, I might not. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be quitting the podcast, guys. If I win big on the Price is Right, mm. quitting the podcast. It's but, understandable. Uh, yeah, yeah. The prizes expect aren't, our cuts. The prizes aren't that good. To tell you the truth, they they kind of suck. But uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Nope. No, not. Right. I think I'm good. All right. For myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons. Go loons. Oh,